Kara Zorilla escapes the dying planet of Krypton. She is delayed on her way to Earth. When she gets here 24 years later, she becomes Earth's newest hero, Supergirl. Welcome to the Krypton Report, a Supergirl podcast brought to you by Southgate Media. I am your host, Tyler Patrick. You can find me at JTYPatrick on Twitter. So let's get started on what's going on today in the world of the Kryptonians. And here we go. The episode we are talking about with my special guests, and we're going to discuss the costume. Now, I have here with me my becoming more permanent co-host, Mr. Chris Johnson. Sup? I have the lovely, amazing Mr. Solomon Patrick, as <laughs> some of you have heard from uh, his appearances on Before the Bat and Flash. He's allowed to be on a podcast because it's cute sounding. <laughs> I have as my special guest my beautiful wife, Miss Jania. Hello. And my, my okay wife, Taria. <laughs> his, okay, she's <laughs> his okay wife and my lovely sister-in-law, Miss Taria. No, she's gorgeous. That's beside the point, though. So we're going to talk about the lovely costume that we have for the upcoming Supergirl TV series. Mm-hmm. But first, before we get into what's new, we're going to talk about what's old. Yes. So, Jania, if you will, turn on the iPad. Alright, let's take a look and here. Slide it open. Okay. The picture here depicts Helen Slater's nineteen seventy eight Supergirl the movie costume. Uh, for those of you who don't know, she was in a movie called Supergirl starring Peter O'Toole. That not many people realize exist. Because it shouldn't. <laughs> because it's bad. And we will get into that in a later recording. But what are your thoughts real quick on Miss uh, Slater's costume? Very classic. Um I really, I really love the boots. I have to say, I love like the yellow on top of the red boots. I, I was actually cool. going to say that the duct tape boots are they duct tape? Because yes. that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, actually, the um, the story behind them was they started out on production as handmade leather boots, but as the production went on, they didn't have money to replace them. So what you're actually looking at in this picture is gaff tape. I was going to say it looks tape. like it's adhered like directly onto her skin. <clears throat> yeah. So, so as awesome they were as they were filming, it, it was splitting. So they read in yellow calf taped gotcha. the boot back on. It works, dude. Hey, it works. Yeah. Coming from a theater background, hey, you do it works. <laughs> you know, I like her costume. It is classic. Um, I really wish we could have velvet, which yeah. is not functional. I was also gonna say the skirt looks velvet. Is the whole thing velvet? The entire thing is velvet. And you knew who else had a fight with velvet? Mr. John Wesley Ship and his bright uh, crimson red velvet. That was obvious velvet right there. Yeah. Yeah. This this isn't crushed per se, but it is velvet. It's a, a low class velvet. I, I will say I like that this is, as Junia put it, a classic costume. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um the problem, the problem I have with this costume is the problem I have with all Supergirl costumes. If Supergirl is played by a woman, I don't think it should look like a teenager's costume. If it's this was played, yeah. If this was played by someone in her early twenties or late teens, this costume for me in this film would have been perfect. It well, I would say it was eighteen when she filmed this film. She looks 59. <laughs> <laughs> she, she looks a little old. She yeah, looks like I'll the woman who played Rizzo and Grease, who was 39 when everybody else was 20. Stop her chanting. Who later went on to voice what character? Barbara, Barbara Gordon in Batman, in Batman Beyond. 
at the very beginning yeah. of the series. The, I'm just distracted by the fact that she's standing in the middle of a parking lot. It's a scene from with, the with uh, a sign that says, Love that chicken. Love that chicken. She's at Popeyes. Popeyes is featured prominently in the film. And we'll get into that in the film review. Um, oh my the last thing I will say about this costume that, I, that I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, and it's the same thing that we've talked about before, I, there's an over-sexualization to it. Um, we'll get to that in a second. The weird, the weird part is the breasts, and, and I know this is odd to say because I'm a man, but the breasts are awkwardly separated so the S actually points into the cleavage, but makes the breast actually stand out more. Agreeing. I don't know, I... I don't know. Like, she she looks like it looks like the boobs look normal to me for small boobs. I'm not used to. I mean, I, I I'm not personally familiar with small boobs. <laughs> like exactly. So I mean, her small boobs. Maybe that's the way that they're shaped. I mean, do you know for a fact they're purposefully separated like I that? I don't know. I feel like they are. I mean, and what's funny is. And a nice little segue from what we're seeing, like her over sexualization, then when we get to what and the no, picture we select remember from, when that movie was made too. Seventy seventy No no no, sorry, sorry. This is eighty one eighty two. Because this is peak of Peter O'Toole's career. This is post Superman three? Yes. Um, before Superman 4. Yes. Um, so I think it's 82. Hey, you know, I'm just glad that she's actually wearing a bra. Because yeah. a lot of chicks... Well, wait till we the next example of the Supergirl yeah. costume. Now, the picture we selected for the next one is the most closely Supergirl costume-esque that we got from Smallville. Yes. Where Laura... This is from episode... Uh, I think it's the episode titled Supergirl in season 10. Yes. Cause, and this is the closest representation we get of an actual Supergirl costume. And it's not even that. It is literally... what Scroll, if you ladies don't mind, scroll over to the next uh, photo there. To the left of the No, no, just stay there. Oh. They have the double it's photo. There. Oh, they have a double photo? Yeah. Okay. We're going to adjust that here for you. So, her, adjust it? her costume... Yeah, they can see both. I can see oh, both. I can see both. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. There's my. Boy. I didn't know you could see the other one. Yeah. I'm not on the other side of the table. Her her whole portrayal portrayal <laughs> of Kara was extremely over sexualized. Um, a lot of it was because this was back when this was the UPN. It's it was, it was the W. No, when she came, it was still it was CW. Was it still CW? Because it was WB up until season five. Right. Season five launched the CW, and she appeared in season seven. Um. It's you know everything that she wore on the show was was extreme like midriff, super tight. Uh, you know her first big episode is when she's in the beauty pageant, her really small red bikini. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there's there's to me there's a, there's a, there's a lot of issues that rise with this. Um, I'm not a fan of my superheroes, especially the female role models being sexualized in this nature. I don't think it's necessary to have a skirt that is, if you bend over, we're going to see what God gave you. Right. I don't think we need to see a mid-drift. No, we don't. And, you know, to be a role model for a girl, which, you know, they always looked at Superman as a role model for boys, and Supergirl's going to be a role model for girls, but we're getting one that basically proves the point over, it's about your looks and your sex appeal. But, see, Tyler and I were talking about this. The reason why we're showing this one to you before we get to the actual new Supergirl costume is because there, there is an essence that is 
that over-sexualization when it comes to these female superheroes in every show. I mean, like, even in Arrow, they look at Canary and Black Canary, and it's just, it's just cleavage. It's cleavage well, city. There's yeah. cleavage for Black, for Canary. That's Nothing black for Black Canary going on. That's, that's nature. I mean, um, Huntress, Huntress was pretty tastefully done. In her yeah, I mean, she's pretty well... Um, let's see, Cupid yeah. was okay. Yeah. It was kind of middle of the road. Um, but, with that being said, so we're... I think superhero films and TV shows are starting to get into the back into the world of female empowerment and less a more less about the the look of the character and more about what the character represents and where it's going. Which, um, which we saw with the costume for Wonder Woman in the new film coming out. It's it is very tastefully done and it's not over sexualized. It's still a skirt. That's ne- that's never going to probably change, well, to be honest with you. But the characters they, within themselves <clears throat> are, are sexy enough. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the strength that the woman has is the sex appeal, in my opinion. You don't need to over-sexualize it with a, with a midriff showing and the short, short skirts. It's, yeah. That's just too much. Well, just like the, the Wonder Woman shirt we're going to see, or suit after post-convergence in the comics is a full pants and yeah. shirt design yeah. that I would be okay with seeing that live action. Yeah. Something more that's... She's a warrior. Yeah, that's I, I think we need to go back to the world of functionality in these superhero so, costumes. So, alright, go ahead, ladies. This is your first time seeing the suit. Go ahead and slide it that way. Yep. And that's what we're getting with our new Supergirl. Very Man of Steel like to me. Like, it, it has some... Um, some hints towards the Man of Steel Superman It brings costume. in that Dark Navy undertone. Uh-huh, it does. And I, I really like the Dark Navy. I think it's pretty cool. Um, very different. Um, the cape is, like, the first thing I notice. It's actually a little bit longer mm-hmm. um, than the one that was done in the 80s. 82, right? Was yeah, that, was that, okay. yeah. Yeah. So. I, like the, I mean, yeah, you, I noticed the length of the cape. I noticed that the skirt, the hem isn't pointed down. Yeah. If you notice in the other two, there's like that it yeah. goes down yeah. under the crotch, and then like it follows the line of the belt, and that's just straight across. That's like I'm actually like blown away. Like I'm actually really surprised. There's no cleavage. There's, there's no, no cleavage. skin showing. She's wearing tights under. She the is wearing skirt. tights. Like, and there's no skin. Like, I, this is like Amish Supergirl. Like, I'm actually like blown away. Like, but I think this is going to allow us to forget about the beauty of the character in physical form and see the beauty in what she is attempting to do. It actually adds a softness to the character and adds to mm-hmm. the innocence of the character. I also think it makes her look younger. It does. Yeah. I was, I was gonna gonna say, saying it makes her look a lot younger. I was about to say the the other two they definitely look like, you know, <clears throat> 25 plus in my opinion yeah, yeah. as far as their ages go but right here this costume and this girl they she definitely looks like a teenager it and that's, definitely plays to an adolescent side of the character and right and what's interesting is this version because we Chris and I went over earlier the uh, like official summary statement of the show and she's supposed to be 24 which is interesting because they're making her look Younger at 24 compared to the other two, which are supposed to be teen characters. But, but it's more realistic. Yeah, and yes. let's also not forget the fact that the Earth's yellow sun is going to give her more of a youthful, exuberant look anyway. But at the end of the day, the fact that we're not focusing on midriff, we're not focusing on legs, we're not focusing on, on breast, we're focusing on the softness and the palette of her skin. Yeah. And the fact that these darker tones let her skin shine a bit more. You know, I really think that 
in in the brighter tones, when you have like the brighter colors, it gives mm-hmm. it kind of like a campiness. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then when you get into the darker tones <clears throat> with this newer costume, which I love, it brings an element of um, like it grounds it. It makes it more realistic, more serious. The other thing I wanted to point out before we move on to any anything else is if you take a look at the zoomed in here, what I'm showing you, the the actual collar itself rests just slightly, maybe two or three finger lengths underneath her actual collar, her actual collarbone. Yeah. So we're really not focusing our energy on the fact that even the symbol is her chest. Like the symbol blends perfectly into the way that this is almost almost um, sportswearish. Mm-hmm. It's it's not distinguished between the size of the chest, it's more of here's the symbol, here's the importance of the symbol, move on. Right. Now let's talk about the symbol for a second. I like this symbol. I love that it's got the yellow inlay. Because mm-hmm. I love that it's outlined in the yellow, but then it's the blue <clears throat> behind it because the hard part is every time you see any marketing for Super Roll, like in mm-hmm. clothes or apparel, it's always pink for a girl. Yeah. But the symbol is not Superman, it's not Supergirl, it's their family symbol. Right. Yeah. So this so. one is the first time that we have a symbol that is distinctive to her. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, Kara and Smallville never got the symbol. In basically Helen Slater's Supergirl, it's just the Christopher Reeve symbol. Yes. This is its own, <clears throat> you know, crest the for other, her. The other, the other thing I want to point out is the... Um, the intricacies in this costume, <clears throat> with the red side panels that are yes. hard to make out. The if you take a look here on, on my screen, you can see the there is oh actually there there is red piping oh, throughout really that as well. Cool. So it really does break it up. And if we look at the other two pictures that we showed you first, they're just those solid colors. Oh, that's an angry baby. So it's like I don't like the piping at all. <laughs> <clears throat> but if yeah, you look at it, they, they're just the solid colors, and there's not. Love and care put into those costumes like it is in this. I, I love it because it it's going to give her that feminine <clears throat> shape. Mm-hmm. You don't see it very well in this picture, but okay. I, I think that... Yeah, yeah, there it is. see that piping right there on the arms? But I think that'll give her more of the the female figure. Um, it also which gives is her an armor look. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate for sure. a quick moment. Sure. I like this costume. <clears throat> I'm a little intrigued to how, like, it's like once you get to the belt, it's just pure red. Yes. Um, the skirt, maybe if the tights had been a dark blue to take your eyes, but it's just solid red. The the boots, I find interesting because I'm like, is this Superman 2 disco style? So I actually, I actually know what they're doing with this. Um, if you look at uh, Henry Cavill's costume yeah. in Man of Steel, they did the same thing. The way the fabrics are weaved, and you and I have talked about this before, the way the light hits them on screen on camera, that costume almost looks black-blue, yeah. or looks gold, or looks blood-red. The same people who designed the fabric for that costume designed the fabric for the show. Now, I know the costume was created by Academy Award winner Colleen Atwood, who yeah. did, who has done work. Um, she did arrow suits. She did the flash suits, which are beautifully done. Yes, yes. But I think we're going to see that. I think I think the monotony in the leggings or the boots is going to be torn asunder when we see different lighting angles. Honestly, I pre- I like it. I like that there's just I, I don't know. I just like, I like that there's no 
flash of skin. It's all oh, one. I'm, you know I'm what I mean? Like, I, I think it's. I love the boots too. I love how high up the yeah, boots are. I just they're tastefully done. I just like high boots can sometimes so be a little yeah. sexualized. I was but. I was iffy about the boots because I wanted something that might look a little bit more tactical. You know, and not so yeah. stylized. Okay. But wouldn't that take away from the costume itself? Maybe. It yeah. just depends on how it's done. Like, it's hard it's, to it's reference. It's like Batgirl's yellow Doc Martens. Yeah, yeah. Which I love. Um, <laughs> the only reference point we have is, like, the way they did the boots on the Canaries yeah. uh, in Arrow. Just her style. <clears throat> uh, Oliver's boots yeah. are hard to see because they're, like, this very old-school black. Um, but you don't ever really see his boots yeah. clearly. But, you know, her boots are interesting. Here's another thing. I had hoped that with this kind of air creation, maybe we could get away from Supergirl having the skirt. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like, is a skirt practical in fighting and fighting? <laughs> you know, I love that they have the leggings underneath <clears throat> it, like the tights. I think a skirt is practical in fighting, because if you look at um, like certain martial arts styles where the, the legging pants are so wide, you can't tell where the legs are going. Right. But let's also include that she flies. Speaking speaking as a girl, though, for comfort-wise, honestly, that might be more comfortable for me than a pair of pants. I'm, I'm one of those chicks who pulls up her pants all the time when she's walking. So, in my opinion, you know, like... Yeah. I, I, think, I think the functionality, though, for me comes in the fact that this entire costume is streamlined. From that neck bone to the bottom of those shoes, it is one connective piece. Yeah. Even though you do have some flapping and you do have some... With a cape, you do have that connected piece that is skin against skin. So you have the ability to, to, to have that air fly over you and increase your speed. Now, however, if I'm looking back on the other two costumes... Those work at all. Yeah, those, are, those would not be comfortable. Do you know how cold anyway. it is 500 feet in the air... But she's yeah. without without flying. But you gotta think, they're, the Kryptonians are always warm because they draw from the sun. I know, but I'm just, they're never still, cold. You're, why talking, you, you're talking, why talking you, negative degree temperatures. Why why do you think they hang out in the fortress that's in the in the Antarctic? I know this. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, Tori, you've been making some faces. What is your thought? Oh, I just was, my the thought that went through my head was that it's just the classic Supergirl look has the skirt because dames wear skirts, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, yeah. you know, she was girl. put in a skirt a long time ago and they just kept her in a skirt. It's 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 also like you think more modern, okay, um, even Superman 1 and 2, Ursa wore pants, yeah. Feora and Man of Steel had on the same body skin suit, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, in more recent... DC comic book film. So it's, it's interesting. They're like, what I think would have been cool is if they, I mean, they could still do something like this, but whatever. If like, she starts off in like a suit that's just like Superman's with pants and she decides she's going to flavor it up. Gallop. And, like, and gallop. And she like yeah. cuts it in half, you know, and then makes the that bottom. That is still one of my favorite scenes in um, Batman Superman Apocalypse. Yes. Is where Clark takes her shopping for clothing. As the first time as a teenager on planet Earth. Yeah. And I could see exactly where you're talking about. Like, could, that could come in like, oh, this is really nice. Or like, you know, if, if they have the Superman character like they've discussed, he gives her a, a Kryptonian suit or whatever, and she yeah. decides she's going to make it more her own and makes it more mm-hmm. girl style. Now, another thing about the skirt, and for me, is it kind of makes her younger. In my yeah. opinion. Yes. I was thinking, yes. like, it, a woman wears a pantsuit, a school schoolgirl wears a skirt. Right. That's like, exactly. That's, that literally doesn't the right Exactly. Now. So if she's super girl, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Now here's I'm just thing. glad she's not wearing white gloves. 
Yeah. Now that's, here, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. that's a whole we thing. didn't even bring up the comic book. There's been so many tweaks thing, on her comic book costume. We thought we'd just bypass that and just hit the live actions that we've seen. Right. Um, you know, we referenced the Wonder Woman costume where they're going with that. So here's my thought of progression. If what you're saying is true, would we want to see Scottish-style Superman in a kilt? I would. Ew. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like if, what, what if Superman, Wonder the Red Sun, just happened to land and, you know. So DC, what Scotland. we're saying is we want an Elseworld tale. Instead of him landing in Russia, he lands in Scotland and we have Superman with a kilt. Superman under the Emerald Sun. Okay, I really don't want to see him flying in a kilt, though. He's doing it just the old-fashioned way. Just a kilt. Just Can you kill. imagine the cape porn on that one? Glenn Fraley? That's it. That also brings up the debate because Superman is an alien. Does he have that or not? Well, we're I think it's another subject. If we're following Mark Miller's logic, mm-hmm. where basically humans expand into Earth, expand into yeah. Earth, and eventually no, no, right. Kryptonians are our, us, our descendants, yeah. and that when Superman was launched Superman from Krypton, created from Prometheus. Uh, when Superman was launched in Krypton and he was traveling to Earth, he actually went through a black hole and traveled back in time yeah. and landed on Earth earlier in the existence. Yeah. And that Superman's actually, Clark is actually a descendant of Lex Luthor's line. Yeah. No, it's, I was just making a joke, but yes. I really don't want to see Superman <laughs> killed. I'm just, you know. There, I'm sure if you went to DeviantArt.com, you could find anything you wanted, big guy. You don't yeah, have to go not, that we're far. Not that. <laughs> we're trying to get. This is a family show here. Okay. Super Google Superman and a kill. But okay, on a scale of one to five, what would you give the new costume? Which is best and which is worst? Uh, five, five and the best. best yeah. Oh, totally five. Yeah. You Nia? Um. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I I really think that it's top notch in my opinion. I I can't really think of anything that would be better. It it does everything that you want it to do. You know, it, it strengthens the character as a whole. And it softens the character. Yeah, it does. It, it completely does. And it does something that none of the other Super Bowl costumes that I've personally seen have done. I'm just glad that people have... Oh my god, is that Superman in the kilt? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's just for you. I'm just glad. I don't know. Like, it makes me happy that they've moved past the nerd boy boners and gotten an actual, like, legitimate... Yes. Um, yeah. I agree. That's one reason, like, I'm happy with this. And I'm going to pull something up while we finish this up. Uh, I will give mine. Um, for right now, because we've not seen the suit and functionality, we've not seen a shot under film or under how they're going to be producing the show... I'm giving it a four. But once I see it in movement, once I see it in action, that's probably gonna to change to a five. I'm I'm giving I'm gonna split the difference. I'm going four point five because I feel like I love everything you said, but I wanna see it in um functionality. Now real quick, just while we're talking about costumes we're gonna just do a quick re uh assessment of the costume Disaster oh, of yeah. the failed Wonder Woman show that didn't launch in the secondary costume when it wasn't pure plastic. What is that? Uh, that is a seventies <laughs> pantsuit. I watched the, the, I watched the pilot episode with Tyler about like what the first what five, ten minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. She's he, mad that her pants are baggy and yet her boobs are oh, she's drooping in all the wrong places. <laughs> now we're gonna, we're gonna show this real quick because I like that they tried to do pants. But this was the the first iteration. Yep. They did this, and there was such a backlash about the Paint way... Paint on. Where costume. it looks like she's just wearing, like, vacuumed vinyl. 
Well, I mean, but what's what's the difference between the panties that she wears? <laughs> it starts out like this. It goes to uh, the costume I showed you first. Though, and I, I mean, I like that they tried to do non-leather pants. And then at the end of it, she's in traditional... Let's see if I can find the picture. She's in the traditional Wonder Woman uh, swimsuit, swimsuit, you know, 70s um, style. And I was just like, you know... So the thing is, you know a TV series is destined to fail when they have three costumes in the first bit. It makes me wonder if they would have changed everything. It it was something that I think was rushed. It was rushed and should not have been made. And, uh, but like I said, like this, to me, this TV, like her costume here, yeah, here we go. Here's the picture. Um, let's just show all of the leg. This cost, like this whole thing to me was just pretty much the epitome of let's just kind of keep that sexualization going for female costume. Like they at first were like, oh, we'll do pants to make it not. This is intimate wear at this point. It looks like it's painted on. Like, I think you can actually buy that outfit on SuperheroStuff.com. I think you can buy that on Hot Topic in the lingerie yeah. section. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, there's an intimate section. Of... Who's the creepy bald guy? Uh, Stuntman. Thank you. I was just like, I'm, I'm sorry. Who's the creepy so, The guy trying so hard not to look at her boobs. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, like, when you look at that, and, like, that was the closest thing we've had, um, you know, more recently, but failed, like, just the idea of where the costumes were. I'm really happy to see what they're going with the new costume. The the other thing I will say, and this will be my last bit, is I'm glad that the fitting for the costume was properly done. When we look at that Supergirl costume before it even hits television for the pilot, it looks completely functional. It looks like it was made specifically for her, and I think it's going to hold true form. I just I like that the way they're doing the like, the costume like Grant wears as the Flash looks like. You could put that on and chill in it. Like, you'd be kind of cool. Just like, hey, I'm wearing my Flash costume. Yep. Not, it's hey, his costume. Hey, I'm vacuum sealed in this. Like, I, we talked about today on an earlier cast that the Catwoman costume in Batman Returns was she would put it on and then they would vacuum seal her in yep. it. And she could only film for a few moments at a time before she passed out. That's too much work for a costume. And I feel like when it actually did tear, she felt so much relief. Like, like when she did the scene where it was ripped. But... That's uh, the time we have today. I want to thank my special guest, uh, Miss Turia. Anything you want to say? Mrs. Turia, by the way. Oh, my God. Mrs. Turia, I I don't know. I've seen so much. I've learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) The the lovely Jania, parting words. Well, I mean, thanks for letting us be on the cast, man. Yeah, thanks for bombarding us with that. <laughs> we, we need real females' opinions on things, so we just like two dudes talking and sounding like, like oh, these guys are just trying to be minimist. <laughs> yeah. And of course... We're male, we're male feminists. We're male. Which I say all the time when people look at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah. Of course, Mr. Solomon. Story. Yay, Solomon! He'll be talking and chatting. And then uh, Mr. Chris Johnson. Yep, and again, you can always find me at my Twitter handle, NotSoTinyDancer86. And you'll find me at JTYPatrick. Shoot me a tweet. Shoot the the cast a tweet at LastDaughter. And uh, catch you later. Thank you for listening to the Krypton Report, the Supergirl podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, at Krypton Report. Leave us a review on iTunes and let you know what you think, how the show can be better, your thoughts on Supergirl and anything else you feel like chatting about, and I'll catch you next week.